We're going to be doing a, just a standalone message today. Uh, we're launching a new series next week, but for today, we're going to talk about this idea of being bold. Being bold. And you know, boldness is an interesting thing. When you look at what the word bold means, it means to stand out, to be set apart from the norm, to be different. To, when, if, here's how when I think of boldness, uh, here's how I think of it. Anybody remember the Where's Waldo books? Right? There, there, was, there was a lot of people in that book that looked like who? Waldo. But there was something that set Waldo apart. I can't remember what it is, but I remember it was one thing. He stood out from the rest. And the truth is, is as Christians, as Christ followers, we are called to have a bold faith. We are called to live in this world, live in our culture, live our life in such a way that it is bold and it's outside of the norm. It's outside of just what everyone else is doing. It's outside of how how things are supposed to operate. As a Christian, we're called to be bold. We're gonna talk through just a couple of things that in our life spiritually, when we practice bold faith, we're gonna talk about three things that will happen to us, that we'll be stepping into. And then we're gonna talk about just a couple areas I'm hoping we can leave this morning and go out and practice bold faith. Does that sound good to everybody? If, If it doesn't sound good to you, I only got 20 minutes left on the clock. So you can make it. Boldness. Boldness will take you stepping out. Living a life of bold faith will require you to step out into things like this. Things like the unknown. Unknown. If you're gonna have a bold faith, a life that is reliant on Jesus, it's gonna require you stepping out into the unknown. When I was a kid growing up, we lived in a a town that didn't have a lot of light around it at night. There was not a lot of house lights, a lot of cars. I lived in a a cow town, so there was there was actual property in between buildings, you know, and like it was a long distance to things. And I remember growing up being a kid who was terrified of the dark. What a weird place for me to live. I was terrified of the dark, but I remember I was tasked as a child with feeding the dogs. That was my job. I had to feed the dogs. And I remember one night specifically as a child, standing on my back porch, it's pitch black out, and I can't see a thing. I, I really can't see a thing. And I know that I have to get to the dog food in the backyard. I have to make my way there. And I'm standing inside this safe house, one wondering, Mom, Dad, why is the dog food outside? (laughs) Silly place. Two, what am I stepping into? Where am I going? What's out there? In a kid's mind, I'm like, there is a bear in the garage. (laughs) There there is snakes just popping out of the ground. That's where my mind went. And when I think about my faith today and how many times in my life Christ calls me to that same type of thing, where I get right to the door, I can't see anything. He's calling me this next stage of life, this next thing I'm going to step into, and I cannot see what's ahead of me, but he's calling me to step through. It takes boldness to live a life that way. It takes boldness to be a Christian that will step into the unknown and step into something that may not be planned. And as I was preparing this, I started to think through this. I wonder how many of us, and I promise I'm not trying to point you out so I'll keep my hands to my side. I wonder how many of us live our Christian faith 
in such a way, our walk, our daily walk, that when we evaluate it and we asked ourselves this simple question, the answer would be no. Do we live our life in such a way that we even need Jesus? Does, is our life a bold faith that if the Spirit departed from us, we could still do it? Is your life so safe and so known that you don't even need to pray? You don't even need to ask God to intervene because you have everything ready. It's all clear. When I read scripture, I cannot see this happening. What I see in scripture is the people of God going to this place of unknown outcomes and becoming completely reliant on God. I wanna live my life in such a bold way that I start to say things like this. If God doesn't show up, it's not gonna work. If, if God doesn't show up today in this thing I'm stepping into, it's not gonna work. Only God could do that. That's what bold faith looks like. And the truth is, is we can come to places like grace, even some of us for 30, 33 years, maybe it's just the start, but we can hear messages. And it's just like words that we hear, but nothing changes. And then I read James 1, But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise what? You are fooling yourself. Some of us, I think, are fooling ourselves into thinking we have a bold faith life because we have a safe life. We, we hear things and we're like, okay, yeah, yeah, I gotta change that, I gotta step out, I gotta do that, but nothing happens. Boldness is a, re a life that will require change, not excuses. Anybody good at excuses? I can talk myself out of anything. Just ask my wife. No, she sees right through me. I try. I mean, I can talk myself. I can make excuses for anything. But when it comes to my life and living a bold faith life, it only comes when we start to change instead of making excuses for why not. The second thing that boldness will call us into, first it will call us into the unknown, and then it will call us into the uncomfortable. Boldness, when you live a bold Christian faith, you will be uncomfortable. When's the last time you were uncomfortable? Now, I'm not talking 2023 American dream uncomfortable. Like, hey, there was thunderstorms last week and I had a golf time. Real uncomfortable. I'm t when's the last time your life and your walk with Jesus caused you to go to a place where you were really uncomfortable. You were outside of your comfort zone. If we're gonna live a bold Christian life and we're gonna be able to go into the uncomfortable, we're gonna need to know things like Matthew 16, verse 24. When Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own life and take up your cross and follow me. If you wanna follow me, Jesus says, you have to give up your life or die to yourself. Pick up your cross and follow me. That's the bold life he's calling us into. 
And then I think about us, like in the, the world today, and I think we read this verse, we're like, yeah, let's do it, yeah. And then we get there, and there's the cross, we're like, ah, kind of heavy. <laughs> do you have a smaller size? It's like, oh, pick up your cross and go out into the world. <sighs> Allergies. <laughs> yes, pollen's in the air. Pick up your cross and follow me, and we will start to make excuses. I hear all the time, all the time, people hear my, the messages, or they hear a message, or they hear a podcast, Shane, I'm fired up! I'm gonna go change the world! Yeah! Ah! And then they walk out to their car, and it's like this barrier of like forgetting. They get comfortable. Back to norm. Back to the day-to-day. If you're going to have a bold faith that will impact this world, it will come with being uncomfortable. If you are living a life that is fully comfortable, I question, are you really trusting Jesus with it? I can tell you one thing when it comes to being uncomfortable. Discomfort is hard. Being uncomfortable is hard. But comfort without Jesus is nothing compared to discomfort with Jesus. I would rather stand in the midst of trials and be uncomfortable for standing in my faith with Jesus than have the most comfortable life without him. I I, want to stand in the place of where it even hurts sometimes, but I have Jesus and that's all I need instead of living my life with safety and security just to get comfortable. I found a study that NASA did NASA did a study a couple years ago where they, they it, it was called the, the Creative Genius Study. And they interviewed 1,600 five-year-olds. I hope they did it individually. What a crazy interview that would be. <laughs> All right, next one, step up to the mic. No. They interviewed, interviewed 1,600 five-year-olds. And they had these standards that determine creative genius. Creative, a problem solver. Creative, a visionary. Creative, somebody who saw something and did something about it. Out of the 1,600 five-year-olds, 1,600 five-year-olds, 90% tested as a creative genius. 90%. And I know some of you have five-year-olds, like, good thing my kid wasn't there. 90% tested as a creative, no, sorry, 98%. Tested as a creative genius. They scored that, they went through that, and five years later, same thing, only 30% of those kids tested as creative geniuses. Five years after that, the percentage went down to 12. So by the age of 15, 98% of these kids at the age of five who had tested as creative geniuses, by the age of 15, we were down to 12%. What we can see in this study and what they concluded is that as people go through life, as they go through each day, they start to lose their creativity. They start to lose their passions. They start to lose their innovation. And if you really think about it, what starts to happen is they start to get comfortable with the world around them. See, you ask five-year-olds who will be completely honest, hey, what do you think about the world? They're gonna tell you everything that's wrong. You know, my daughter loves to do this. My daughter hates littering, hates it. Every time she sees a piece of trash on the uh, side of the road, she yells at me to slam on my brakes so we can pick it up. (laughs) 
You know, in a lot of us, we drive through every day and, oh, it's just part of the world. That's just the world we live in. The study, what it showed is that humanity, the longer we are here, we become more comfortable that we stop thinking of creative and innovative ways to change our environment. As Christians, we are called not to live this way. We are called to be in the world, but not of the world. So as we live a bold faith in this, and we live in this uncomfortable reality that we're called into, we are called to not get comfortable in our faith. To not see things around us breaking down and just say, well, that's, that's what we live in today. To not see things and people hurting around us and just being, that's just the world today. As Christians, we are called to be uncomfortable with what everyone else is comfortable with. We are called to be uncomfortable with what uncomfortable with the day-to-day that everyone says is just the way to live. Amen? Amen? The third thing that living a bold faith life will make us step into or ask us to step into will be the risky. The risky. Boldness will require taking risks. If you are going to be a bold person of faith, it will require you to take risks. Sometimes those risks will be personal, relationships, Anybody in here ever had to have a hard conversation with someone? Come on, <laughs> celebrating it. Probably just happened. You know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a risky thing. And, and what about uh, financial? Being, being in our life, having a bold faith life will often ask us to step into financial areas of generosity that require large amounts of faith. And it, it's risky. There's risk that comes with a bold life. I found this amazing story when it comes to taking risks. In World War II, the BBC network, um, over in England, the BBC network had one line of communication behind enemy lines. One line, they could get one radio broadcast behind enemy lines. Can you imagine the stress of this? What are we gonna push through? Well, are we gonna send, okay, guys, we gotta send stuff that makes them understand that that side is bad. We gotta send through some propaganda stuff that might open their eyes to the reality. We gotta send this thing that will, will show the people that we're not scared. All these things, and there was this big meeting that happened. Everybody's sharing their ideas. Okay, we got one line in, what are we gonna do? This one man took a major bold step. He was in the creative department in the comedy department. He stood up in this meeting and he said, I think what this world needs and I think what we need to broadcast in is satire and humor. Can you imagine what everybody looked at him at? He knew that what they needed was to bring some life and joy into that world. He got so much pushback and he stood his ground on this bold, bold move. And finally, he won out. I bet it was something like, well, we're done fighting you. We're gonna let you fail. And he made this decision and the BBC started to release these comic strips behind enemy lines without knowing how it was going. After World War II, the BBC received letters, hundreds of letters from people that were behind the lines that had things like this in it. That network stopped me from taking my own life. 
That communication gave me hope to not give in to the way of thinking they were calling me to. That broadcast gave me the strength I needed to continue my day each day. What a risky move by this man. Bold and stood on the risk, not giving up because he knew it was better. When we think of boldness as a Christian, we have to think of it this way. I think if we're honest, all of us want a bold faith. We want to live our life with boldness and trust in God. But what we need to understand that is if we're gonna have this faith, that kind of boldness only comes with the radical knowledge of God. I mean, we can't be bold for Christ if we don't know him, right? We can't, have, we can't have bold faith in our day-to-day life if we are not connected to the one that supplies it. So if we're gonna have this bold faith and live our life boldly for Jesus, it requires a connection to him. And I'm just gonna talk through four areas Four areas that I think our world needs Christians to begin to be bold in their faith. Christians to be bold in their relationship with Jesus. Four areas that need this desperately. The first one is this. The first one is our families. Our families, our households. Our families and our households need people of bold faith. They need people who are madly in love with Jesus and aren't afraid to show that love. To lead in a way that honors Jesus. To lead their household in a way that honors Jesus and aren't ashamed of it. I, I, if we're gonna, if in our families, for us to have this kind of faith, we have to not be passive. Gosh, we can be so passive in our home life. Anybody else agree with this? I, I, can, I can come and I can work and I can love people and I can be sacrificial and I can put in all the hours. I can, go, I can go pick up trash in the community and then I get home and I'm just like, oh, I'm so tired. I don't have anything left. I, I, I just, ugh, I gotta check out. When the truth is, is our families, our families are relying on us to be bold at home as well. If you, if you want to know uh, where your family is, how your family sees Jesus in your home, if you have young kids, ask your kids. I love to do this. I have this insecurity where I need to be loved. Anyone else? So I ask my daughter all the time, do you love me? And of course, their response is always yes. And there's something, there's a phrase in our house that kind of gives me a little bit of peace knowing that I'm being bold in my faith in my home. Because now when I ask my daughter Willow, Willow, do you love me? She responds like this almost every time. I love you so much, Daddy. But. (laughs) But. Just like you tell me, I love Jesus more. I love Jesus more. That's the kind of outcomes we want in our households. That we are living our life in such a way that our families, our households, have a bold faith. Not just an individual faith, but a household that is built on the faith of Jesus Christ. Your homes, and the truth is that our homes and our families are under attack from the enemy every day. Every day. 
And we think that we can just have an individual bold faith and everything's gonna work out. No, we need to begin to rally our families and raise them up in the way of understanding how important Jesus is in our day-to-day life. Gosh, I was so convicted last week. Long day, long day. I go down and I sit in my chair and I begin to watch TV and I hear a screech from the back room. Everybody hold your ears. Daddy! You forgot to pray! Come on. I was so convicted, I ran back there and I was like, we're gonna pray for three hours tonight. You're right. You're right. We need families that are madly in love with Jesus together, not just people alone together. Amen? Amen. The second thing that we need to be bold in is our convictions. We need to be bold in our convictions, in our boundaries, in our practices, in our way of life. Because the truth is, If we're honest with ourselves, we all have convictions, but some of us have convictions to a point. Convictions to a point. Matthew 28, 14 says this. Then Judas, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priests and asked, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. You know this story, if you've been a Christian for a while. This is the man who is, who is gonna turn Jesus over to the authorities who it will end up with Jesus being crucified. And we read this passage in Matthew 26 and we are like, unreal, this guy's the worst. Judas is horrible, ah, oh, he's like, can you believe this guy? The truth is, is we are just like Judas every day. We betray Jesus, we have a price on our convictions. We have a price on our convictions. What does it take to buy your convictions? Is it fun? Is it stress? Is it the famous words, I deserve this? We have things, we have buying points for our convictions, but we have strong convictions up to a point and then we sell them. I want you to hear me this morning. It is good for you to have boundaries on your life. The world and culture will try to tell you that just do what you want. Do what makes you feel good. Do, do, do what makes you happy. No. As a Christ follower, you are called to have convictions. You are called to have boundaries and you are called to be set apart. You are called not to live like the world's standards but by God's standards. And we need to develop convictions because I feel like we are fighting this fight, this morality fight where we're preaching the good news of Jesus Christ and we're asking people to change their life but over and over again the outside is seeing Christians say one thing and do another. Seeing people say, I'm a follower of Christ but my convictions stop. If we are going to be part of this bold movement of faith, I hope we're going into It's gonna require people of conviction who will not sell their convictions. The third thing that we need to be bold in is our environment. Our work life, our community, our towns, our friendships, town centers and cul-de-sacs, jobs. You are called to have a bold faith in those areas. And I know some of you are like, whoa, Shane, I'm good. Church, I'll come to church. They like the message there. 
I'll, I'll come to church, I'll, I'll engage a little bit, but when it comes to, if I was to be bold in my faith and I was to live my life as Christ calls me to live, my friendships would change, my work environment would change, uh, my, my relationships would change, everyone would look differently at me, good. Good! Guess what? As a Christian, you're supposed to be weird. You're supposed to be weird. People are supposed to look at you and go, something's up with that guy. You are not called to blend in. You are not called to fit in. You are called to stand out and be a bold statement everywhere you go. Everywhere you go, people should look at you and say there's something about that person. Your jobs. And walk, Shane, Shane, if I, if I start to live my life like you're calling me to, if I, if I start to love people and treat people well and be, you know, talk about Jesus, and if I start to do that, Shane, like I might lose my job, I might lose friendships. Psalms 27.1. Psalms 27.1 says this. The Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. They will stumble and fall. You... You need, I'm just gonna speak to the person that's like, Shane, I wanna be that person, but I'm nervous. You gotta get to a place where you begin to believe the God you say you worship is as big as you say he is. That he can do big things. That he can move in powerful ways and he won't abandon you. Now, like we said earlier, he will make you uncomfortable. He will make you go into the unknown. He will make you do risky things but why should I be afraid? Why should I be afraid? I wanna make sure one thing's clear. I am not asking every person in here to walk out and to go live your life every moment of every day yelling at people that they're wrong. Can you imagine that, the subway worker who's here right now making the sandwich and be like, do you know Jesus? No? No sandwich for you then. No. You're going to skip no. You know, like police officers, like, I'm here to help. But do you know Jesus? Not sorry. That's not what I'm asking people to do. What I'm asking us to do is to live our life, not with radical words, not with radical statements, but with radical love and sacrifice. Radical love and sacrifice where it's so sacrificial that every environment I walk into, they're like, whoa. It doesn't make sense. Why are they doing this? Why are they giving this way? Why are they loving me this way? That's what I'm calling all of us to do and to trust him with the results. The last thing we need to be bold in when it comes to our faith is we need to be bold in our church. We need to be bold as the body of Christ. We need to be bold in the church. And hear my heart on this. We celebrate 33 years today. 33 years. Over these 33 years, there's been people 
that we stand on the shoulders of. Some of them are in this room who have been bold in their faith, who have stepped out into the unknown, who have paved ways for us to be here today, who have started organizations like, like the movements like the Love Like Jesus movement, Reno Love, Hope First, this building. All of these things did not happen from a quiet, safe faith. They happen from a place of bold faith, radical faith. And I am calling on everyone in here today to have a conversation with yourself. Am I ready to be that person of faith that walks in boldness, that trusts Jesus, that steps out into the unknown, steps out into the risky, the uncomfortable, and live my life in a radically bold way. Dan said this earlier as I begin to close here. You know how I'll say that, I'll probably say it three more times. Dan said this earlier, and the video said it too. We've been around for 33 years, and we're just getting started. 33 years, and we're just getting started. Where Christ is taking this church, what he's calling us into, to the world he's calling us to interact with, the culture he's calling us to interact with, it's gonna require us, the people of God, the body of Christ, to stand up and start to have a bold faith. To have a bold faith that is reliant on Jesus. Because I don't know about you, I don't want to be known as the church that played it safe. Well, we made it 33, let's just mail it in. I don't wanna be known as the church that stopped when it got hard. I don't want to be known as the church that quivered when they got loud. I don't want to be known as the church that took a step back when they thought they needed to. I want to be known as the church that is leading in the community, that the people who attend this place are leading in their community and loving people and changing people and introducing people to Jesus most of all. I, I want this place to be a place of radical hope and radical grace that when the, our community needs it, they turn to us. Amen? Amen? Amen. And we're gonna pray here. And I'm gonna ask if, in a second, as I close, I'm gonna ask everybody to stand with me as we pray, but don't do it yet. Because what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna have everybody close your eyes. And I think there's some of us here this morning who are just at a place, man, Shane, I'm ready. I'm ready to get in. I'm ready to have this bold faith life, to lead people, to engage with people, to, to just to really trust God. And today's maybe that day where you're gonna step into it. Maybe some of you are here and you're just like, yeah, I've been practicing this for years, but I'm ready to keep going. And what I'm gonna do is, in just a second, I'm gonna give everybody an opportunity to stand. I'm gonna pray a prayer over you, that we as a church, we as a church would have this kind of faith as we worship Jesus and go about our days. That we would have this kind of bold faith life. But I wanna challenge you. As I pray, if that's you and you're like, I'm ready, I'm, in, I'm ready to live my life this way, I want you to just have a conversation with Jesus. 
Pray this prayer in your heart. God, give me boldness. Give me boldness to lead my family. Give me boldness to lead my environment. Give me boldness to practice faith in my day to day. Give me that boldness that you need me to have, God. But I wanna challenge you with this. Don't do it unless you mean it. Don't pray this prayer unless you mean it. Don't ask God for boldness. Don't ask God God for a bold faith unless you really mean it, because here's what I know, is when you begin to pray prayers like this, he will start to call you into the uncomfortable. He will start to call you into the unknown. He will start to call you into the risky. So be, hey, I'm telling you, I'm hoping we're gonna pray this prayer. But let's not just say words. If this is it, I'm ready to step into those things. I'm ready to step into that kind of faith life and pray this prayer with me, amen? Would you all stand with me as we pray? I know a lot of people are wrestling right now. Ah, I want to really think about it. Are, we, are you there? Are you tired of stepping back? Are you tired of just going through the day-to-day, the motions? Are you tired of just attending church and you're ready to start being bold and move forward in Jesus? If that's you, just pray in your heart as I pray over us. Father God, I love you. I pray for this congregation and everyone in here this morning and everyone watching online that you would give us the strength to be bold, to live a life of faith that glorifies you that honors you. Call us out into the unknown. Call us out into the uncomfortable. Call us out into the risky. God, call us there, and we will trust you while we're there. Do whatever it takes, God, to get us there. If there's areas in our life that need to change, change them. If there's habits that need to change, change them. Relationships that need to change, change them. We are standing here in front of you this morning, God, worshiping you, asking you to help us get there, to live our life boldly for you. It's in your son's name we pray, amen.